in over 100 countries, in seven different languages, to more than a half billion viewers each week. The World Wrestling Federation, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. For the last 15 years, the Legion of Doom have been the world's most decorated duo. We got new champion! What a night! The world's most dominant. No way! Another referee counts to win! me have done it! And the world's most indestructible tag team. But last week, LOD were unceremoniously dismantled and disgraced by unlikely allies bound by a common desire to denigrate and humiliate. Rudolph's got something in it. What is it? He poured some kind of liquid on that cloth. He's got a cloth slapped over Hulk's face. The New Age Outlaws are saving Hulk's Mohawk. Hulk is being insulted, humiliated. Nose out of Generation X and the New Age Outlaws both want bragging rights for LOD's destruction. A rift has developed and could rear its ugly head right here tonight on Raw is War. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Wrestling Podcast. I'm intern Alex, joined as always by... I am the one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. So how are you doing this week? Patrick, it was very cold yesterday and today. Winter, uh, the weather around here is just very inconsistent because a couple weekends ago... It was like 70. Yeah, it was nearly 70 degrees. It and was pushing almost 80 and now we're... Yesterday it didn't get above freezing, I don't think. And then today... It's nearly 40, so this is an improvement. But then tomorrow, I think it's going to... Monday or Tuesday, it's back in the 60s. So uh, very cold. And I'm not usually a cold-natured person, but this really got just the dramatic dip in temperature. Well, that's why I was sick last week, and I'm still kind of battling it. It's just the temperature change, the weather change so much sinuses and all that stuff other than that i'm doing fine it's uh the holiday season so we got to watch a holiday raw we did which as i was watching that one i was curious 
Turns out there was also a holiday raw from Chattanooga in the year 2000. So maybe for next year's uh, Christmas episode, we can review that one. All right, yeah. I didn't know that there was another one. I thought this was the only one, so. No, there's a lot of Christmas episodes of Raw, but like we said before, this is the one that people seem to remember the most uh, fondly. Some years they did do like a best of, and they just didn't have a show. But this year they did. In 97, they did have a show, and it was very very awkward. And we'll talk about it later. As far as the the arena was just so small, they didn't use their typical Raw setup. Right. And it was taped on December 11th. So it was 11 days old. And so... But we'll get into that later. What do you have for us from the news desk? Now, the second week of December, by the time this comes out, it'll be uh, almost Christmas. So what do you have for us from the news desk? Uh, WWE Mayhem launched. Came out yesterday, the new mobile game. Now, Um, what were some of the other mobile games called, do you remember? I have them on my phone, so here we go. So you can name them. WWE Tap Mania. That's more for little kids because it's strictly just tapping your screen repetitively. And but uh, WWE Champions, which I still love. What is that? And so it's the uh, is that the card game? No, it's the um, you, you do have the the card game as well. WWE card the whatever you got to get the certain color gems and together. To oh, it's a puzzler. Move. Yeah, it's like a puzzler type game. It's the one I'm addicted to, and my roster's freaking huge on it. So. It's sort of like uh, Bejeweled. Yeah, and then when you get a combination, that pulls off a move. Yeah, as I recall. But uh, what is WWE Mayhem, which I guess they stole from WCW, another thing they've Well, you have WWE Immortals as well. I forgot about that. We and what is Immortals? Immortals was uh, was more like a uh, Mortal Kombat type. Okay. I know they had reissued that classic arcade game. Like I, I think it was just called Superstars or something, and they had put new wrestlers in it a while. This was a while back. One of the earlier mobile games. I don't know if it's still available or not. But, like, instead of, like, the Legion of Doom, you had, like, Roman Reigns and stuff in it. So uh, they have quite a library of mobile games, and I've never really gotten into them. I don't know which one to pick. So is Mayhem the one to pick? Is this the best one so far? If you're a puzzler, you're going to go with Champions. If you like... You played with Mayhem. How would you best describe Mayhem? I just... We just took a round... At a few matches, so. Well, I like it because of how fast-paced it is. Right. Because I can get through a match really quickly. Uh, it's it's a very simple move system. I mean, on most of your smartphones, you only have one button, even if you have a button. So it's easy to just swipe a few times and quickly win the match or whatever. Yeah. Those loading times are pretty bad. Yeah, uh, it those... takes a while for for things to load. And for a match that lasts about... 60 to 90 seconds, and you're spending 30 seconds to load it. To yeah. load it kind of kills it a little uh, bit. The graphics look impressive. The unlockables, I think there's a lot of replay value in it. Uh, how much did it? Was it a free? Yeah. Okay, free. so it's one of those that they want you to actually spend actual money in the game to yeah. speed up. Oh, I want you know more unlockables today, and just. You know, people like you and me are just going to be patient and wait the next day for a free loot crate or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those games where they, they encourage you to to buy. If you want something quickly or if you want upgrades or whatever, you're going to just shell out the dollars. So that's why they give you the game for free. Uh, but as far as visually, I think it looks uh, to be one of the best-looking mobile games they've done. I mean, 
that bejeweled one or whatever is looks really good too. But this yeah. is as far as like a traditional looking wrestling game. This looks very very good. Yeah, simple controls. I mean, for a uh, a weak strike, you tap. For a strong uh, strike, you swipe. You tap behind your player to block. Once you build up a signature or finisher or whatever, then you'll uh, you just tap it and. Now you had the sound off when we played it, but does it have any entrance themes or no entrances? Okay. Although I haven't had the sound on yet, apparently it does have commentary. Oh no! Well, it might so, be best to be played with the sound I, that's off. That's why right? I haven't I haven't turned that up yet. But yeah. Apparently in the settings it says that there is commentary. So. So a new mobile game, which will probably be popping up as the sponsor of, the, of a pay per view pretty soon. Pretty soon. So. Uh, I'm still gonna stick with my champions. I mean, I'm gonna play Mayhem as well. But I, the Mayhem roster, I mean, like I was telling you, you got Red Face Sting, you've got WWE Sting, you've got Black and White Sting, you've got, um, or I mean, Crow Sting, I mean, early 90s Sting, 80s Sting, you've got uh, Red and Black Savage, Black and White Savage, you've got WWE Savage, Macho Man Randy Savage, I mean, Andre with the blue singlet, you got Andre with the black, you've got... Uh, Tons of different variations of Ric Flair. You've got Austins, you, different variations of Austin. You've got different rocks. So you, pretty you got, deep roster. It's uh, The unlockables are endless for this for this Mayhem game. Replay value, it's yeah. very important. You've got, all, you've got every different variation of Taker. Me, I'm an old school guy. I'm not a big fan of today's roster. Just I'm, I'm finding it very hard to get invested in these up-and-coming guys. So I kind of like having... The way of reaching back into time, and oh, maybe they'll eventually put Terry Gordy in that one for you. Yeah, I doubt that, but it would be nice. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just not a big fan of mobile games. Like I have like Grand Theft Auto Three on here, and I never play it because yeah. call me, you know, I mean, the show's called Retro Wrestling Podcast, so of course I'm into old technology and old things. But I like the feeling of having a controller in my hand, being right. in a, being in a comfy chair with a big TV. And playing the game that way. If I was if I was more if I had a job where I traveled more or was on the road a lot, like not as a driver, because that'd be very dangerous. Yeah. But uh this would appeal to me definitely. But just for me, the the guy that sits on the couch, I'm I'm not sure how much I'm gonna get into it, but I, I'm gonna I think I might download it. I might give it a spin just to see. Champions. Uh, I wanted to also say WWE Champions for Christmas this year, all December. I haven't mentioned it yet. They're giving you Arn Anderson. Wow. Which is badass. Yeah. And I've already upgraded him to he's literally the second highest on my roster. Wow. So I've got the he was the last link. Well, he is the enforcer. Oh, he was the last link. So I have the entire Heenan family on my roster. Wow. So I'm pretty pumped about that. But is Tully in there? No, Tully's not yet. Oh, okay. But I mean, they're they're wanting to put the Horseman in it too. You've got Horseman Flair, then you've also you got Horseman Arn, and so uh, so you can see the original Horseman. Just want in a it. little brainbuster action in there? Yeah. So uh, so I thought that was pretty cool to see Arn Anderson show up in a in a mobile game. Yeah, he's been making the news a lot lately with the spine buster at Starcade and now dropping in in mobile games, even though they took him out of 2K18, which... Which is bullshit, yeah. I know, I mean... Because <laughs> when we played, I played him probably 85% of the time, so... Well, and it, 
as good as those community creations are, it's nice to have just an official yeah. Arn Anderson. Well, but, to have the entrance music and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love wrestling video games, and so I'll definitely check it out. Um, at one of my jobs, I have a desk job, and I have some time. Let's just say. Uh, don't tell my bosses, but I have some time where I can sit around and play it. Uh, for a long time, I had a mobile game. There was a SimCity on uh, cell phones that it was called SimCity Build It, and I was obsessed with it. I was on it all the time. But what happened was they kept adding stuff to it and adding all these challenges and stuff, and it just became too much. Like It just yeah. became too much work, and I ended up deleting it about three or four months ago. But, man, for a while I was I was hooked. They had me hooked. So so I it's possible that I can get into this. So. Yeah. Under Armour is teaming up with The Rock to make his own shoe line. Now, I'm sure the WWE is not happy about this because with their tap-out brand, right. they would probably have loved to have gotten that endorsement. So there are three different colors, variations. Mm-hmm. There's a green and black. There's a black and white. And then there's a uh, kind of a, a dark, dark brown and, and black, if I believe correctly. However, these... You can only buy them online. Of and, course, and I yes. went and looked. And what's the price tag? What's the damage? Oh well, you're dropping a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty dollars on a pair of shoes. That's actually not that bad. That's not for, bad for what you're thinking. Yeah, for you know celebrity endorsements. And shoes. on the heel, on the very back, you have the Brahma bull. So okay, now he shouldn't have put that on there since he covered it up on his arm with that new yeah. tattoo. That tattoo is hideous, by the way. Yeah, I love the Rock. He got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. Yeah. Uh, but covering up the Brahma, that's that's like that's blasphemous. Kinda, yeah, to to us, that's that, what that the, would be like Goldberg's, you know, that little up. tribal symbol. Yeah. Just now, nah, I'll just cover that up. Yeah, because how many fans went out in the '90s and got those? I know those one. two tattoos. My friend Knox has that tribal tattoo on the back of his leg. Yeah, and I one time said that's Goldberg's tattoo, and he kind of brushed it off, but. It's he definitely got it because of Goldberg. It's yeah. the exact same design, yeah. right? Because I, I still run into fans that'll have the either the Rocks Brahma Bull or or uh, the Goldberg's tattoo on their arm, and so it's uh it's quite funny. Well, we've got a second. I, I want to check out the Rocks shoes. I, I just want to look at them because you know uh, I'm, I'm working a lot this holiday season. Maybe I'll you might get a pair. Want to buy one of these? The only problem is, is are you going to find one in your size? Because they are completely sold out of my size, and they just launched over. You wear 13s? the weekends? No, I wear uh, 11 and a half. Oh, yellow. oh, the yellow ones are hideous. Yellow and black. There you go. <laughs> it's it's funny to see the Rock trying to lift that weight. <laughs> anyway. I there's the, the bl- camo. This yeah, is like camo. It's like a yeah, really really dark hunter green and. Uh, oh, here I can flip the colors. This is just an all black. I wish they weren't high tops. Yeah, but I mean that's like Jordans and all that. That's all high tops. So. Yeah, but those I are, want the green one. You said there was a. That's what or that, was that, that. That what was it. That, that oh, dark, I wanted like a lime green. No, one. it's like that dark dark hunter green. Yeah, he's into that army shit colored. Like camo colored yeah. shit. Yeah, those aren't really for me, and those yellow ones definitely. If not. I got a pair, I'd get the dark hunter green. But uh, yeah, man, the the biggest size I could find 
was seven and a half. Everything else above that is completely sold out already. They have seven, seven and a half, twelve and a half, and fourteen, and they're a hundred and forty dollars. The ones that well, that's you want. What, okay, what about the other color? Because each color is different on its. Yeah, and they're sold out of all the normal sizes. Yeah, yeah. unless they, you have very small feet. And they launched. I believe Friday afternoon. So that is crazy. Christmas gift, though. That is yeah. crazy that people are jumping on these that quickly. He's been in the news. He's also announced he's uh, having another daughter. So oh, really? He's having a kid. He got his <laughs> star in the Walk of Fame, and all his shoes are sold out. I mean, yeah. this guy, everything, he he's like Midas. He's yeah. King Midas. And, everything he touches, man. It's crazy. And the yellow ones... Um, sorry guys, they're sold out, even though I think they're the ugliest. But they're, yeah, I think they're ugly too. Even though I had a pair of bright orange shoes, so I mean, I'm not one to talk, but... Those are pretty bad. I, I got them because they were cheap. I didn't get them because I thought, oh, they're awesome. It, I like in the inner sole, they have the Under Armour on one side and the Brahma Bull on the other. But yeah, I bet uh, Vince and crew would have really loved to have some uh, tap-out rock stuff because yeah. that's their brand. No, Under Armour beat him to it. Speaking of other novelty items, a red and silver robe that belonged to Ric Flair sold at auction this past week for $27,000. Yeah, and from what I read, in one sense they were like, wow, I can't believe it got that much. But then some other people were like, it probably should have got a lot more. I think it should have got a lot more. Sadly, I hate to say it, but had Ric Flair just passed away when this thing goes on auction, I don't know what it is. It'll hit a million dollars. It won't hit a million dollars, but... After his his passing, I guarantee you, an authentic, original robe will hit a million dollars. It's morbid to think about that, but after your death... It's it's crazy like that. Yeah, I don't know why we act uh, like that. It's like when Dale Earnhardt died. And Dell Earnhardt stuff was through the roof. Now it's all over the place. Yeah. Our Ultimate Warrior, man. Ultimate oh, Warrior. I know. Stuff I thought about was... I had one of those plush wrestling buddies. Yeah, we and, talked about that. And like, okay, so I got the I saw the news like Ultimate Warrior passed away, and I thought I'm gonna be one of these assholes that puts memorabilia on eBay. Just yeah. to see. Just yeah. to see what it gets. Yeah. That thing got up to seventy dollars. Now the guy ended up backing out of my deal. Even though I had pictures of it. I mean, it's a used doll. You yeah. know, it's like I had it as a kid. I drooled yeah. on it. Who the hell knows what happened to it? Yeah. It was still in good shape, but he ended up backing out of it. Um, but it went up to 70 bucks. And But now if I go on there, it's you can probably get one for 20 Yeah. So it's just weird how that happens. Well, that's like that guy that we saw at uh, WrestleCon when we were standing there to uh, to talk to Leon Oh, getting White. all the Vader stuff signed. Yeah, we were standing there talking to Leon, and uh, and he was in front of us. And, man, literally, Vader was sitting there. He's like, dude, seriously? Because this guy had a fucking tub, an actual rubber-made tub, and had every single magazine, every single picture. And he made single. a big investment relative, I mean, because he had to pay for signatures for all of that stuff. Yeah. But he's going to end up making all his money back and then some. But that's because that's just, we're just weird. That's ash. That's such an assholeish thing to do, though. I know, but it's just how society. I don't understand because we just we don't appreciate people's we don't appreciate memorabilia of people that are living. And then when they pass away, all of a sudden it's like, man, I gotta have that. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah. Other than it's just on your mind. But a few months pass after that. 
you can get whatever you want, and it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that Ric Flair robe. Have you? Did you see the robe? A picture of the robe. Uh, I'll take a look at it. Now they used to have some on eBay that were not officially Ric Flair robes. They were in the style of them, and he would sign them. Oh, you got it. Okay. No, these are actual. Yeah, these are. Yeah. This is an actual. It comes with authenticity, and he signed on there to be the man. You've got to beat the man, Ric Flair, sixteen times, and uh, I I don't remember this robe. I, don't I really either. thought for a second it was the WrestleMania eight robe. But it's not, because I could pretty much pinpoint each his color variation and what match and what for. I can't for this one because I don't I don't remember this robe. So no, I don't either. But he's got you know a million of these things. Yeah, it is a pretty robe. I don't think red is really Nature Boy's color, but which is probably why he let this one go. But well, WWE has put out uh, adult size WrestleMania eight replica. Robes the blue now. one? No, the, it's the red one. Oh, eight. Yeah, WrestleMania eight with him and Savage. And you think uh, that was that that one? I it's, I thought it was at first, but it's not. Okay. I don't believe it is. Let's get your opinion on it while you're typing it up there. Definitely not. No. So, it's got too much silver. Yeah. Going on. But I mean, uh, replicas are out there like crazy. But to get your hands on a genuine one and to get uh, especially the authenticity paper as proof that it is, you know, that's pretty impressive. And for $27,000, that's a steal in my opinion. I would have bought it for $27,000. I can't think of a piece of wrestling memorabilia, a piece of wrestling memorabilia that I would pay that much for. There's a piece of wrestling wrestling memorabilia you would pay that for. The old winged eagle belt, I guarantee you would pay at least $27,000 for. Yeah, but see, I would be content to just have a replica, you know? But it's not Big Goldie with the dent on the top that I guess I think Triple H has. I That's probably the belt that I would want, the actual one, you know? Well, that's the one from the 80s, too. Yeah, yeah that's the real Big Goldie. I yeah. mean, like, not the WWE's Big Goldie or whatever, yeah. like... Well, they started out with that one, yeah. But then I think it's framed in Triple H's office now. That's the that's the belt of all belts that I would want. See, that's not if I want a big Goldie, I want to get the original, original, the one that has Ric Flair's actually engra- Ric Flair engraved in it. You know what I'm talking about? The silver one? No, it's it's gold, but it actually has instead of it having a nameplate. Like they went on to have, it actually has Ric Flair engraved in where the name should be. That was because Big Goldie was basically made for him. Yeah, it was his belt. And then when Dusty won it, it went on to transform into what Triple H has. So, yeah, that that's probably the belt I want. But I, I don't know that I'd spend that much money on it, even though I love it. But yeah, I I'm just frugal. So if I if I that's had the true. money, you're to, cheap. Yeah, but if I had the money, I, w- I would do it. Obviously, For, there's a lot of memorabilia I'd, pin, I'd spend twenty seven thousand dollars on. I know there's a lot of memorabilia you'd spend a million dollars on. So, although Hogan, I've had the opportunity twice now to buy him, and I'm kicking myself because I can't pull the trigger. I don't want to spend the money because I can't. It's a disclosed price. But the uh, the Hulkster tights from 
when he dropped the leg at Bash at the Beach. I've had the opportunity twice to buy him off of Hulk, and I haven't done it. I, I still haven't done it because it's, it, it's, it's pricey. Yeah, I imagine it would be. So, but, He uh, doesn't need any mo- more money. No. He's got plenty of money. But, I mean, just things like that are things that could quite possibly, in my opinion, be be worth it. Yeah, there's stuff out there, definitely. But uh, what about an original Slammy? Would you say one of Owen's original Slammies? What would you go for? Just like a, I would prefer, I would like to have a replica of a Slammy. That would be fine with me. It really? doesn't have to be. And I, I mean, because that I, I like the Slammy design. I think it's a hilarious looking. Oh, it's great. Award. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just wouldn't want any Owen memorabilia because I just feel weird about that. Like I don't know. Yeah, well, that's like when we went to Atlanta that time, and they had in the the like corner, they had all the Hart family stuff, and they had some Owen stuff in there. That was a little weird. Vince McMahon still cannot get the thought out of his mind about the XFL. He really, to his core, believes he can pull this off. Well, and he is thinking about actually revamping it back up. In his older age now, he looks back and he sees that this he has this failure on his resume. And, I mean, that could go for World Bodybuilding Federation as well. Yeah. I mean, so maybe he's going to get back into that too. Who knows? But he sees this failure and he probably wants to right the ship, you know, erase that from history, you know, rewrite it, you know, make it good. There were lists a few years ago about, like, biggest busts in sports history, and I think XFL was, like, number one, and number two was Ryan Leaf, the quarterback drafted after Peyton Manning, who just flunked out of the league after a couple of years. But the WWE, a few months ago when that documentary came out, 30 for 30, they had re-registered the trademarks for XFL. But now Vince has started a side company called Alpha Entertainment, by the way, I'm getting a lot of this information from Chris Harrington. You need to follow him on Twitter. Anytime there's any news about WWE spending money or Vince spending money or lawsuits or anything, you got to follow Chris Harrington. Wrestle, WrestleNomics podcast, great listen. Chris Harrington showed that he had actually, the side company had registered trademarks called URFL. So maybe it's going to be under a different name. Like right. Your football league. Get it? Yeah. He also registered the trademarks UFL, which the United Football League, there's been several versions of the United Football League. The most recent failed probably about five or six years ago, and it originally was um, started by Mark Cuban. Never really got off the ground. It had a TV deal at first, but then I think three seasons in, they folded. Well, I've heard... Rumors are Mark Cuban is interested in working side-by-side with Vince in relaunching the XFL. Well, I actually saw an interview with Mark Cuban talking about his relationship with Axis TV in New Japan. And from Mark Cuban's point of view, he thinks... I think he thinks very poorly of Vince. I don't think they have a lot in common. Right. um, Not just politically, but business-wise. And... The reporter was saying, "How do you think Vince, you know, is concerned about what you're doing with New Japan because they're airing those matches from Wrestle Kingdom? They're airing the Jericho uh, Omega match on Axis TV, and Cuban just basically says, nah, Vince just thinks we're a little shit. He doesn't take us seriously.' So I don't, I don't see any business happenings with um, 
Mark Cuban and Vince, but I do see Vince with his own money. Uh, this won't involve the W. The WWE stock has been doing great lately, and um, they definitely don't want to use company money to do it. So this is Vince's own resources. He's going to start his own side company, and possibly it's going to be called the the URFL, the UFL, or the XFL. I'll just keep it the XFL. I would advise against that because why? Because this version of this football league, Vince is going to capitalize on some of the criticisms of the NFL. And I'm not going to get into the kneeling debate about the anthem. Oh, no, they're going to be they're going to be highly Vince's league is going to be America through the goddamn roof. I mean, it's going to be big flag when you start the thing. Jet flyovers, just patriotism because he the stripper NF- cheerleaders. What stripper cheerleaders? No, no, no stripper cheerleaders. He's going to go the exact same route. No, he's not going to go the exact same route. He's going to go. There's been criticisms with the NFL as far as these Thursday night games are terrible. Um, the injury rate because of the Thursday night games has gone way up. I think he's going to go in an opposite direction of the way the XFL was set up to be. You know. I mean, it was never actually the extreme football league. The X never stood for anything, but it was to be more raunchy, you know, grittier, hard-hitting. Um, no rules football. And, well, with all the with all the concussion stuff and everything. That's what you signed up for. And I, 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 I really is going to piss a lot of people off. But I understand that, but there's a lot of people that are disenfranchised with the NFL because of the violence, the concussions, the kneeling. The the Thursday night games, yeah. the lack of... I mean, the ratings have gone down across the board for the NFL this year. There's a lot... And, I mean, commercial breaks constantly. There's a lot of criticisms of the NFL. Roger Goodell, I mean, just does a terrible job the way he suspends people. Well, they're, I'm telling you, they're, from what I have heard, I don't follow the NFL. Uh, you probably follow it more than I do. I've heard that they're really struggling lately. Well, I mean, even on a money side, they are not struggling money wise, but they're struggling with TV ratings. Mainly the broadcasters are struggling because they're the ones stuck with the contract. The NFL is doing just fine, and the NFL will continue to do just fine, even with whatever Vince decides to trot out. But I do think it'll be it'll be an alternative to the NFL that's more that tries to find those disenfranchised NFL fans. And also, it's good. It's a good idea to have a second football league for these players to go because yeah. each NFL team can only have fifty-three on the main roster plus some guys on the practice squad. There are college players that never get an opportunity in the NFL, and right. you can go up to the CFL or you can go to the Arena League, which has really decreased in popularity over the last ten years. But you're never going to see at this rate. You're never going to see a guy like Kurt Warner, who spent years in the Arena League, was bagging groceries, or a guy like Tommy Maddox, who went to the XFL. T.O. T.O., or even Reggie White, who went to the USF- USFL first before he got into the NFL. Yeah. Currently, there's nowhere for these guys to go yeah. to, to get spotted. So if you don't get drafted or signed as a free agent out of college to the NFL, your career's pretty much over as far as football is concerned. And so if they have a place to go... And there's also a lot of stars that aren't in the league that I'm sure Vince would love to, just for the publicity of them alone. And I'm not—he's focused on his baseball career right now. But if he signed a Tim Tebow, an RG3, um, even 
someone who was in the headlines for all the wrong reasons, like a Johnny Manziel, there are superstars out there that are going to bring you mainstream coverage. Plus, he's got this relationship now with ESPN where he's not going to be laughed off the screen. They're going to be covered like a legitimate sport, which is what, of all that documentary and everything else, and even the level of play being bad, that's what killed them the most, is that they were treated like a joke by the worldwide leader in sports. And this time around, he's got them behind him. So I think that this is a good time to do it if he's going to do it. As far as its success rate, I mean, he's got to find a TV deal for it. He's got to... You're an NFL guy. I'm not. Well, I don't really watch it that much anymore. But Yeah, I'm, I'm a college football. If there is going to be something that's going to pull me away from college football to actually make me watch pro football, it needs to be no rules football. The well, XFL. You're not gonna, and if you don't give me that, I'm not going to and, – and I believe it or not, there is a lot of people out there that are going to agree with me. I understand that, but you're not going to get that. Not in the not in the world that we live in now. I mean, that's why they don't even make NFL Blitz the video game or Blitz the league. You know, that's yeah. why that's all gone away is because just the CTE. I mean, concussions, lawsuits, violence. They don't want kids doing this. You know, they, backyard football. You know, they don't want. You're just not going to get that. Yeah. And Vince's league has a potential to have success, but. On a very limited scale, I think. Right. It'll be a good, if it comes in that gap between when the NFL ends and when the NFL begins, like the XFL was, and it's got a good TV provider, and it's something to watch on a Sunday, because, I mean, quite frankly, I think NASCAR stinks. And so if... if yeah, NASCAR's gone to the shit. Well, and so if you just want to watch something, you know, just a random sporting event on Sunday in, in you know, May or June... This might be it. So, but I don't think it's going to, it's not going to be the next big, it's not going to be Brock Lesnar, the next big thing. So, my argument to all that is you know what you're signing up for. Well, yeah. I mean, and uh, there's been NFL players that have said that. And that, I mean, it's a comical way of putting it, but do you think Evil Knievel would have done all his jumps if he didn't realize there was an opportunity he may break every bone in his body twice like he did? I mean, well, it's just like somebody that gets into mixed martial arts or into any combat sport. Yeah. You, you kind of know what you're getting into. Right. I step in a wrestling ring even as a referee on a, on a nightly basis. I know at any given point in time I could fuck up. Somebody else could fuck up. I could get hurt. That It just goes, it goes with the territory. If you're going to step out there on a football field, it goes with the territory. And if you want to be one of those pansies that's going to file a lawsuit every time, then... I don't think they're pansies. I mean, they've got dementia, you know? Well, that's what they signed up for, though. They knew going into this that that was a possibility. Let's be honest. Head-to-head contact, we knew all along was not... It's not a safe way to live your life. Even well, though think, now that you know concussions, it's now coming out concussions do a lot more damage than what was originally realized. But you still know pounding heads on a daily basis it can't be good. So you knew signing into the thing that you're putting your your body at risk for a paycheck. Yeah. And so, with that being said. 
you don't really have a leg to stand on to come back and say, oh, well, because you forced me to do this, I'm filing a lawsuit against you. I didn't force you to do shit. You don't want to do it? We'll find another football player. We don't need you. There's plenty of other people out there that'll take our money to play football and not have to work. That's just kind of what kills me. That's a that's an irk up my ass when it comes to to things like that. Is is that these guys that'll file a lawsuit at the drop of a hat because they want to they feel like they were treated unfairly. You're getting paid to be a pro athlete, a baseball player, football player, well, basketball. I baseball would, players make significantly more than a football player well yeah i agree especially like a lineman or something like that yeah i agree but i'm just saying in general though you know the risk when you sign up to go out on that field yeah but i think there's still a way to make it make the game safer and just and I, i don't even mean by tackling or changing the way the game is played but i mean taking more time between games instead of saying well, you're playing on Sunday and you're playing on Thursday. Good luck. To, you don't even have time to heal. You don't even have yeah. time to rehabilitate, you know. So that I think there are ways, and I think that's what Vince's league will do, is just those kind of changes. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a flag football league or anything. So. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what, I mean. You never know. I mean, He is just registering trademarks. Uh, the company didn't confirm or deny that he's starting a football league. He did register some trademarks, but... The company and Vince have been known to register trademarks that they, they never use. So, Yamaguchi son from uh, Kayantai. Choppy, choppy your pee pee. Unfortunately, has suffered a life threatening stroke. And um, we feel for him. He's uh, apparently in the hospital struggling. Yeah, his brother Shunsuke Yamaguchi, who is the other half of the Japanese announced team with Funaki. Yeah, he, he does he does the commentary with Funaki. Uh, posted an update on Facebook. He said, some of you might have heard, but my brother, uh, a.k.a. Yamaguchi-san, had a stroke. This is a pick from 1 a.m. Eastern time. Don't know how long he has. Some of his friends from school and Gone Magazine have visited him. Love you, brother. So it does not sound good. Uh, strokes, uh, strokes are not good. Strokes are not good. Um... There's been a lot of people I've I've dealt with strokes in in my family uh, just within the past year and and sometimes even if you survive even, them you're never you're back never to the same that's yeah. it you you can go from from being able to drive and uh, and live a normal life to not being able to ever again and yeah sometimes you lose uh, feeling in half your body right yeah. down the middle yeah. And no, and no amount of rehab is going to is going to change that. Yeah, one of my favorite actors, uh, Tim Curry, he had a stroke and wheelchair bound now. Yeah. And uh, Bret Hart had a stroke. Luckily for him, he made almost a full recovery as yeah. far as having his motor skills. I mean, it's he's still impaired slightly by it, right. but. Um, and the older he gets, I think now he's starting to feel side effects from it even more again. I know. Uh, plus, you add on the cancer and all that. I mean, just yeah. guys not had a good l- run of luck with uh, health. But we wish Yamaguchi son the best, as he was part of. Look, I'm sorry, but the kind Thai choppy choppy or pee pee angle was one of my favorite uh, angles. People actually were invested in that storyline. I was worried about Val Venus's junk. 
Come to find out. Luckily, he... Bobbit flipped the light switch at the right time. Saved him. Yeah. Pulled a naked... It was odd seeing a naked Val Venus chained up in a locker room, but... Uh, <laughs> it's another story for another yeah. time. But, um, yeah, no, it is very sad, and uh, we wish him the best of luck, and we hope he makes a full recovery. Speaking of another sad note, Rich Swan. You want to go ahead and take this one, or do you want me? Well, Rich Swan was arrested, uh, I believe it was in Florida. His wife, I believe it's his wife, is a independent wrestler. Yes, she is. And Rich Swan went to attend one of her matches. On December 10th, Swan was arrested in Gainesville, Florida, on charges of battery and kidnapping slash false imprisonment. The victim was identified as his wife, who is Venera Riggs, a fellow pro wrestler. She's known as Sue Young in the ring. According to the arrest report, Swan and Riggs had gotten to an argument over Swan critiquing Riggs' performance at a show that night when Riggs tried to get away from Swan. Witnesses say he grabbed her in a headlock, dragged her back into his car, and then, of course, got arrested. He was released from Alucha County Jail later that same day and told to get into contact with court services. So, uh, not a very good look for Rich Swan, who was going to be in a number one contenders match on 205 Live, but has now been indefinitely suspended from the WWE, and I would suspect he is not going to be returning because this is similar to what happened with Adam Rose a few years ago. Right. Uh, Adam Rose was indefinitely suspended for the same thing. His charges were eventually cleared up, but then he had a wellness violation around the same time, and he's actually currently suspended on a wellness violation and then got into the trouble. This is all Adam Rose, and then was released or asked for his release uh, because he knew he was not coming back. And I don't think in the current political climate we're in and also what happened with uh, Chris Benoit in 2007, you do not want uh, any kind of domestic uh, domestic uh, abuse or domestic violence of any kind uh, will not be tolerated in WWE's eyes. No, and but... There is a chance now if his wife decides to drop the charges and clear all this up that they could reinstate him because this happened to Jerry Lawler yeah. not too long ago, got into a fight with his girlfriend, but it was all a big misunderstanding apparently, and Jerry Lawler was brought back you know, a couple weeks later. So yeah. this could all be resolved or we could never see Rich Swan again. And it's unfortunate he's a very talented cruiserweight, former cruiserweight champion, but as far as the cruiserweight division, I don't... They don't see a lot of value in this cruiserweight division, as far as I'm concerned. So they don't see a lot of value in Rich Swan. So I just lean to the fact that we'll probably never see him again. You've got to know better than to, <laughs> than to grab her in a headlock and try to bring her back to the car. You know, if she wants out of the car, just stop the car and let her out. Yeah. Or or just do whatever you you cannot get physical. Yeah, in any you know way. more. I mean, I did not know that was part of it. I didn't know any details. Uh, so you you obviously know more details than I do. Now she is it. a female pro wrestler, so I mean, anytime I hear about domestic altercations, I always think, well, maybe she might have gotten physical. It's still, you know, it's just the way our society works. You know, you cannot hit a woman. You cannot. 
put your hands on a woman. Now they can do it to you. <laughs> Which I don't understand that, but well, I, I mean that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. But yeah, it's it's a very it's a very sad situation all the way around. And uh, you know, Rich, I feel like he'll be just fine. I feel like he will definitely be picked up uh, by New Japan or something like that if WWE does in fact decide to go ahead and hold true to their uh, to uh, to just flat out letting him go. It just depends on how the. How his legal proceedings play out, how much work he'll get, and yeah. where he'll get it. Yeah. But he's only 26. Uh, he's got a lot of upside, and I, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be just fine. This was just a uh, very unfortunate uh, situation that happened, and I, I feel sorry for both parties involved. Yeah. Not, not just wanted know? to briefly mention the Ring of Honor pay per view that happened Friday night. Uh, just the main result, which is they have a new Ring of Honor champion, which surprising me personally is dalton castle is the new ring of honor champion defeated cody just cody but we know it's cody rhodes who debuted his new blonde hairstyle his bleached blonde hair dalton castle had a wrestlemania type entrance with his boys forming human stairs that he stepped down to get to the ring which i thought was really cool Uh, but dalton castle is a guy that uh, was actually a major in performance art before getting into pro wrestling and really, really is into this character. Uh, in all his interviews, though, he wants to make it clear that he is not his character. Like, he always, he's one of these guys that always wants to make it clear he is not Dalton Castle in real life or whatever. Um, but it surprised me. And they debuted a brand new Ring of Honor title belt, which is beautiful. You'll need to check that out. We talked about the uh, Raven and Bagwell suit being yes. settled last week Chris Harrington released some more documents turns out they did not get paid anything in fact their attorneys were the ones that asked for the dismissal of the case and in fact they're on the hook for some deposition fees so they did not get any money out of this court case I guess they thought that I guess their lawyers advised them that they were not going to be winning this case and so they actually lost a little bit of money. Uh, didn't didn't technically lose the case, but both were dismissed with prejudice, which means they cannot bring the case again. Yeah. So, uh, an unfortunate loss for them. But like I said, the language of those contracts, I said it a few episodes ago, even back in the early 90s, they had and future technologies written into their contract. Yeah. And when you have that written in there, it's hard to... That's pretty ironclad to me. I mean, I hate it for him. I hate that they didn't get anything out of it, but uh, so there you go. The Levy and Bagwell suit is has finally come to an end. So, And now it's your pick for this week. It is. It's Christmas time. By the time this episode is out, it'll be either uh, the weekend of Christmas. I, I've gotten the last couple episodes out on Fridays. Sorry, I've been really lazy about editing, but I'll try to get better. Maybe this will be early. Maybe this will be an early Christmas present. I'll get it out before Friday. Our last episode, December to Dismember, did quite well. Shot up to like 40 listens the day I published it. So we did we did pretty good with that one. So I hope people are as interested in a random episode of Raw from 1997. Now, I know that... I know if you put DX on the cover, they might be. 
especially seeing as how they started the evening. Yes, it was a quite interesting evening. Now, this show was taped December 11th, 11 days earlier. This was taped on a Thursday. It was taped two days after the Raw they aired on the 15th. And this, so, is, this is two weeks to the day of Christmas. This episode that we're reviewing aired on the 22nd, and, the, and it was taped on the 11th. The episode that aired on the 15th was taped on the 9th. So these people had not seen the episode that preceded this one, if that makes sense, because of how they taped it. Correct. It's just very odd. And another thing that's very odd about this episode of Raw is that it took place, like I said, December 11th, which is, okay, so it took place on a Thursday, and it took place at the Memorial Auditorium in Lowell, Massachusetts, and it's a very small arena. (laughs) Very small. And... This was in... They had already started using the Titantron and all that stuff. They were hitting bigger venues. Yeah, and this was tiny. This looked like a house show. For them to hit a very... For them to hit a small venue like this, it was... uh, Especially in in late 97, early 98, it was very shocking. Yeah, when business is really starting to pick up. Right. It kind of reminded me of the Manhattan Center where Raw started out, or yeah. or the Hammerstein Ballroom, Right. Uh, the way it was laid out. But very small, like the entryway was just an X. It was, it was like... Green and red. Green and red for Christmas, but just two metal pylons or whatever. Just crossed, and that was it. No screen, we had no fake, nothing. Fake snow all over the... Uh, all over the ground around the entranceway, and it was snowing in the building. Yeah, it was snowing a lot through the night within the building. I guess they should have checked the roof before they booked this venue. It started out very odd because they ran this promo about the Legion of Doom. Yes. And how they got embarrassed by the New Age Outlaws. This was when they shaved their heads. Yeah, they shaved the... Uh, the, the mohawk. Yes, and the... Uh... They shaved both elite, both of their heads, shaved them bald. It was very sad. And this was LOD being attacked by the New Age Outlaws and DX at the same time. Because China low-blowed animal. DX and the New Age Outlaws shield powerbombed LOD through the table. Yes. This was uh, quite the uh, beatdown. They proceed to shave uh, Animal's head on the announce table that was broken and then went into the ring and shaved Hawk's head in the middle of the ring. Now, the idea, of course, is that the New Age Outlaws are going to, I guess, team up with DX. This was their original, I'm sure after, because Rick Rude had just left, so I figured they probably thought, let's bring these two similar teams together. Right. And I'm sure Shawn Michaels' injury changed the timing of all that. Because had Sean not got injured at Royal Rumble, I think you would have seen Road Dog and Billy Gunn join up with the Hunter and Sean version of DX. But they held off when Sean got injured. And then, at the end of this promo, a rift has developed that could rear its ugly head tonight on Raw is War. That's right. It doesn't, though. It does. It does. A rift. A rift. And you will find out what that rift is, starting... Right now. Roll the classic Raw is War opening, Stone Cold walking through fire. He didn't have to work this show, by the way. He got the night off. It's a Christmas time Raw. He got the night off, but yet we ended up still seeing him on the episode. That's quite funny. Yeah. Which I guess the audience didn't get to see. Right. 
And I don't think the announcers showed up for this either. I think Cole Cole was there because he was in person doing, and he did an interview. But all the uh, announcer segments, it, yeah. it looked like they were in front of a green screen. So it looked yeah. like they voiced this over later. Snow flurries fill the arena. It's Kevin Kelly, Cole, and JR on the call for this first hour. The DX theme plays. Out comes China, Hunter, and Shawn Michaels. As I mentioned, Rick Rude had left the company over the screw job, so he's gone. Sean and Triple H are in robes. Holiday-themed robes, of course. Red and white. Sean wants to know if the fans have been good, because DX has a present for each and every one of you. Sean, I noted here, looks high. He looked like he had (laughs) taken a few painkillers before he came out. Triple H calls out LOD. He puts over the Legion of Doom, talks about how... They ran wild for 15 years. Yeah. They're the greatest ever. But then he talks about destroying them. Then he thanks the New Age Outlaws, but says, hey, don't take the credit because DX did all the work. That's your rift. Stay out of DX's business. Well, but you see it. Don't take credit for our kill. And so... But they never did... This feud never developed. It, it never turned into anything, but I thought it was a good way of going. Here it is. You got... It would have been nice. You got... The up and coming New Age Outlaws, you got DX, and they're feuding amongst themselves as to who took out LOD. And at that time, LOD just randomly showed back up and beat the shit out of them. I felt like that would have been great. But yeah, but we didn't get that we here. We didn't get that here, no. Stay out of DX's business. Then Triple H decides to start another feud, calls Owen Hart the Nugget, which gets a Nugget chance. He won the Rock, Paper, Scissors match. With HBK, so now he gets Owen, not Sean. That's now, a very coveted rock, paper, scissors match. Very. Who gets Owen? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Sean was really invested in that rock, paper, scissors match. Because as you know, DX, the DX pay-per-view that happened in December was Shamrock and Shawn Michaels in the main event. And it ended with Owen coming out and attacking Sean at the end of the match. Yeah. Sean won the match, by the way. But then Owen attacks him, so it naturally leads you to think Royal Rumble, Owen and Sean. Yeah. I guess Sean said, nah, fuck that. I'm not working with him. So, hey, Hunter, you can fuck with this guy. So now Triple H is on Owen Hart duty. Triple H says he's got a pacifier for Owen to suck on, and he points towards his Yes, we got it. Yeah. It's not a hard metaphor to understand. No. Then Sean calls out The Undertaker. Someone in Sean's league, you know. He's not going to fuck with these Hart family guys anymore. He says he says Undertaker didn't beat him the first or second time. And guess what? He's not going to beat him a third time. Rest in peace, chants start up. Sean says, I don't rest in peace. I stay up all night. Now it's time for our Christmas present because we've been good little boys and girls. That's right. They decide to disrobe, and there are holiday boxers. Holiday boxers, not too bad. No. This is still PG, I'd say. I mean, that's no worse than ring attire. That's good. But then the boxers, of course, have to come down. Yes. And they moon the crowd in thongs. And in the original airing, those DX sensors over them were not there, as I recall. China's in the middle with the... X symbol. She did not pull her pants down. No, she did not. She did, however, decide to put uh, some mistletoe up and 
they decided to let each and every single person in the locker room know that if they wanted to, they could come out and kiss DX right under the mistletoe on the ass. Now, when the boys disrobe and show off their thongs, we cut to a woman in the crowd, which dates this show, taking a picture on her camera. So there you go. Cameras, remember those? Yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, Commissioner Slaughter, comes to the ring, and the boys are scared. Oh, the boys are scared because they think he's looking for a good time. So they quickly put their robes back on. They think he's a predator coming out here. Hunter and Sean fuck with Slaughter while he tells them he's got a present for them. He tells Sean... He hasn't defended his European belt in over 30 days. Well, not even 60 days, for that matter. Sean says, Well, if you don't notice, I've been a little busy. Chump change. Slaughter says, You defend it tonight, or I'll strip it from you. Sean says, Well, as you can see, I'm not afraid to be stripped, Nimrod. <laughs> I Look, I've never thought Sean was amazing on the microphone, but high DX Sean on the microphone fucking with Slaughter was always, it always brought a smile to my face. This was actually extremely entertaining. Now I wanna know if all the fans of the World Wrestling Federation have been good little boys and girls. Have you been, Kevin? Absolutely. JR? Because if you have. The Generation X has a present especially for you. That's what we're worried about. But until we get to that what point, that say? we've got a little business to take care of first. Tell them Triple H. The Legion of Doom. The Road Warriors. The greatest tag team in the history of the world. A career some 15 years in the making, all aiming for one day in which degeneration brought it all to a screaming halt. And that brings me to the New Age Outlaws, the Road Dog and Billy Gunn. We hear you two boys want to take credit for ending the careers of the Road Warriors. Well, boys, you come along like a couple of vultures picking the bones off our kill, and that's all it was. If you know what's best for you and you know what's best for your health, you'll stay out of DX's business. Now Owen Hart, the baby of the Hart family, the little nugget. How disrespectful can you be nuggets? Yeah, Owen Hart's all mad. Go ahead and cheer for him because you see last week, I won the prestigious rock, paper, scissor contest between the greatest player ever the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. You see, I got the scissors, he got the paper, and what that means is I get Owen handed to me on a silver platter. Owen Hart, I'm gonna be your worst nightmare and send you packing where you belong too, pal. And Owen, since you're the baby 
If you need a pacifier to suck on, come see Triple H, because I'm sure I got one for you. Oh, come on. Good grief. Oh, they're, they're amusing themselves, aren't they? Now let's get to The Undertaker. Of course, the casket match set for the Royal Rumble, Sean versus The Undertaker, January 18th. Undertaker, you couldn't beat me the first time. You couldn't beat me the second time. And believe me, the third time is not gonna be a charm for you. At Hell in the Cell, I beat you like a red-headed stepchild. What? How about 18 stitches, Sean? You remember that? And Undertaker, you can ask any woman in the world, the Heartbreak Kid does not rest in peace. As a matter of fact, he can stay up all night. Oh. oh. Dice lives. Now, just as we promised, here we go. Degeneration X is going to give you, the fans of the World Wrestling Federation, a special oh, Christmas yeah. present. So bad. That's uh, those holiday boxers. I think that'll pass our sensors. On behalf of Degeneration X, we would like to wish you wait, wait a, a second. very oh no! Wait a minute. Wait, 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 there we go. Merry Christmas! Well, you look at those nuts. They're, yeah, they're, they're crazy, Jr. You knew they had to go there, and the crowd here loves it. And to all you superstars of the world, wrestling federation, if you want, you can come out here and kiss us under the mistletoe. And we can take him up on that offer. I think I'd pass on that one. A DX debriefing. Now that's a pair of stocking stuffers to draw to right there. So good. Talk about your jingle bells. So big for that matter. Put that Yuletide log in your fireplace. Oh, well, I oh, think... look out. Oh, oh, here comes Sergeant Slaughter. The commissioner. He's been in boot camp for a long time, so I strongly suggest we put our robes on and not drop the soap. Commissioner Slaughter heading to the ring. Wonder what Christmas present he has for a Degeneration X tonight. Degeneration X. Since it's so close to Christmas, and I'm in the Christmas spirit, I have a present for both of you two degenerates. Three. We love presents. Shawn Michaels, you have not defended your European title in 30 days. 30 days? Yeah, at least. In fact, you haven't defended that title in over 60 days. That's more like it. I've been busy, in case you haven't noticed, Chump Change. I'm the World Wrestling Federation Champion, and don't you forget it. Well, while I'm still in the Christmas spirit, you're either going to defend that title here tonight on Raw... Wow. ...against an opponent of my choosing, or I'm going to strip you of that title here tonight on Raw. First of all, the Heartbreak Kid 
isn't afraid to be stripped of anything in case you haven't noticed, Nimrod. But the fact of the matter is, I don't give away belts for anybody. I will defend this title against anybody, anywhere, anytime, pal. Could be Slaughter's revenge tonight for Degeneration X. Well, okay, Shawn Michaels, the showstopper, the main eventer, your opponent tonight will be Hunter Hearst. Oh, wow. Christmas Shaw, Slaughter Claus has spoken. You're wrestling him for the title right here tonight. Oh no. Yes you are. A treat for the fans. Merry Christmas. <laughs> the destruction of Degeneration X could occur right before our it very eyes matter. right here tonight. What you're huddling up and talking about, you're either gonna defend the title tonight against him or I'm taking the title away from you. Non-negotiable. Wow. Would Sean's ego get in the way? Would he actually fight his only friend in the World Wrestling Federation? They're obviously discussing that now, huddling up. I bet Sean hands the belt over. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't want to face Triple H. Listen, I know all you're trying to do is ruin DX right before Christmas. You're trying to ruin Shawn Michaels' Christmas with me beating him and taking the European title from him right before Christmas. I can see what you're trying to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was, uh, I was with you up until the point where you said you'd, uh, you'd beat me. A little animosity uh, now. With all due respect, Triple H, you don't get to wear a belt on each shoulder by being a loser. A rift, a possible rift in so, DX. In case you don't know, maybe you should ask around because the heartbreak kid doesn't lay down for anybody. And uh, Sean says, I don't give away belts. So Slaughter says, I can be anybody, any place, any time, pal. Slaughter says, okay, well tonight your opponent will be Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And the DX Sean lost his. They shit. start freaking out. <laughs> Slaughter starts chuckling from it. DX huddles up with China. China whispers the plan into their ear. But wait, wait, listen. It doesn't matter. There's nothing to whisper about, people. You either do the match, or I'm stripping you of the title. Hunter says it'll ruin Sean's Christmas if he takes away the prestigious European title. Sean says, hey, hey, hey. I, I was with you up till you said you could beat me. And then he says, you're a loser with an L on the forehead. <laughs> also dating this show. The heartbreak kid doesn't lay down for anybody. And that's the end of that segment. Yeah. And then we get a teaser for Rock versus Undertaker. Holy shit. We have like a serious main event tonight. In the middle of the card, before that big European showdown. Yeah. Raw's brought to you by Burger King, Jack's Tag Team Series Number 1, and by Skittles, Taste the Rainbow. JR you, know, you know, slogans have changed over the years. Skittles does not Skittles change. does not change. J.R. Cole and Kelly looked like they were not there. It looks like they were in front of a green screen. They're upstairs in the rafters because there's no ringside table for them tonight. The headbangers are out. They're in a feud with the Godwins, a feud that developed on 
Shotgun Saturday night. Oh boy, strap in, folks. Cole is there, so he was. He did show up in person because he had to do this one interview. Yeah. He interviews the Godwins. They want the New Age Outlaws and Legion of Doom, so they're just challenging anybody. And don't forget, they still have a world title, a world tag team championship match in their future because they are still. They won a number one contendership match. Really? The Godwins did. Where? I believe it was on a uh, on a Raw. Henry hammers Thrasher with a clothesline. We get a big boot to Henry, then Thrasher hits a top turnbuckle cross, and Phineas comes in. He interferes, hits a slop drop to Mosh. They take out straps and beat the shit out of the headbangers. Ding, 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 DQ. A rare match where a DQ is called for the use of a strap. I was proud of this referee for doing his job. Now, the crowd, naturally, chants for LOD. Well, yeah. Because this night started with an LOD promo, which I don't think the crowd saw, but they want the Legion of Doom. Well, and you also, like you said, the crowd saw this episode. This episode was taped before the attack. Oh, before they were embarrassed. Before they were attacked and embarrassed and their heads were shaved. So the fans, while Triple H is up there taking, you know, talking about you know, you're you're pick- beating them down. Yeah, the fans are like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Because it was a taped show, hadn't aired yet. Dude, love is also in a feud with the New Age Outlaws. Road Dogs smack dude with a chair, and Billy Gunn hit dude with a top rope leg drop. Who was covered in titles? Was covered in the tag team titles, I guess. Yeah, he draped it right over his head. And uh, we saw a little Alabama jam right on the uh, the titles and, and Dude Love's face. It was extremely disgusting. Now, despite being beat down by the New Age Outlaws, Dude has beat both of them individually in matches. Yes. The New Age Outlaws do not like that, so they suplex Dude on the stage. This is all from, like, the last two weeks of Raw. These are all highlights, by the way. Yeah, they uh, they decide that they're going to go ahead and just fling him off the stage. Yes, onto a he, table. Uh, unfortunately, he misses the table and, and lands he, on the concrete. He thuds on the concrete. <laughs> Another McFoley bump. And, and and I'm sitting here going, Mick, why? No. Especially why? for this feud. You yeah. Because like. this this feud did not need that kind of a bump. <laughs> Well, especially where they were going. I yeah. Mean, Mankind, not Dude Love, has shown up tonight to defend the honor of his friend Dude Love and cuts a promo in the boiler room, complains about his broken ribs because... Yeah. you know, for some weird reason, when Dude Love hurts, so does Mankind. It's weird. It's crazy. I wonder if Cactus is the same way. And he wants to celebrate a Merry Christmas. I mean, Mick Foley loves Christmas. He loves Santa. And he can't because he's hurt. So he's going to give the New Age Outlaws a gift. He's going to give them Yuletide beatings instead of Yuletide greetings. That's right. Last week was a great moment in Raw history when Stone Cold chucked the Intercontinental Belt over the bridge in a memorable segment. Yeah, it's gone. No more IC title. So we got a highlight from that. Now we get, of course, the clip that they would play for years and years to come. Santa... In a clip from last week's show on Raw, that didn't air on Raw, it was taped after Raw. It's a clip that nobody saw, except Santa, us. Santa comes to the ring, 
and he's very he's he's very, he wants Sable. He's very excited to to be able to have the opportunity to to meet Sable and to have Sable sit on his lap and find out if she has been a good little girl or not. And so, all of a sudden, Santa gets disappointed because Sable didn't want to come out and do it. So this kid comes in. Who looks like a young Roman Reigns for some reason. I was thinking of Uso. Yeah. They sit him on the lap. They sit the kid on the, on Santa's lap. Kid says, you're not the real Santa. And hops down and leaves the ring because Santa was rather hateful to the kid. It's true. So, he kicked him out of the ring. So then all of a sudden, you know, because the good anti, the good loving, I, I love kids. I love to support kids. I'm going to stand up for kids. When I think of that, I think of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Of course, yeah. So Stone Cold comes out to the ring, and he, he has a few choice words for old St. Nick. And he tells him, you, you shouldn't have kicked the kid out of the ring. You're just a fat piece of trash. Yeah. He says, if you're the real Santa, what did you get Stone Cold when Stone Cold was six years old? Uh... Some tiddlywinks. And a Barbie doll. And a Barbie doll. Austin says, I didn't get no Barbie doll, and I can tell you what to do with your damn tiddlywinks. Austin asks the kid who's out of the ring now, do you think this is the real Santa? Kid says no. Then he says to the crowd, hey, crowd, if you think this is the real Santa, give me an... If you don't think this is the real Santa, give me an oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. So Poor old Santa. It's not looking good. Santa stands up. Sa- stand up for me, Santa. Stand up. Come on. He wants to look at his, his robe or his attire. He wants to make sure he's all you know nice and clean and pressed. And then out of nowhere, a kick to the gut. Santa hits a stunner. Or Austin hits a stunner on Santa. The place goes crazy. Stuns Santa right out of his wig. Yeah. Poor Santa. He's not going to be able to travel around. I believe uh, this was uh, Steve Lombardi playing Santa. Was it now? I think so. Sounded like him when he was talking to the kid. Sable's not coming. Sable's not coming. Poor Santa. Sable's not coming. I got that. Everything's torn up around us. What a night this has been. We've been chased all over the building. I don't think Santa has figured out he's not going to get Sable here. Are we even on? A little boy, you're not Sable. No. That's my present? Well, I got to tell you something, little boy. You're definitely not Sable. No kidding. Somebody You're not what Santa Claus wanted for Christmas this year, little boy. Well, anyway... While I'm here, why don't you tell Santa Claus and everyone here tonight what you really want for Christmas? You're not the real Santa Claus. What do you mean I'm not the real Santa Claus? What gives you the right, little boy, to tell me that I am not the real Santa Claus? Where did you get telling me that I am not Santa Claus? Why don't you go back and sit down over there? That's not very nice. Why don't you go back and sit down? I don't even I want to the know old what been drinking. Show, Who heard this guy? What, has he been in the eggnog? Uh-oh. Well, uh, are we taking this? <laughs> if we weren't before, I bet we are now. Holy mackerel! I reckon we're going to find out who's been naughty or nice. I think we know the answer. 
Here comes the rattlesnake. And I got a feeling the business is going to pick up. Merry Christmas, Mr. Austin. You better stand up, St. Nick. This could be good right here. Oh, oh this. Yeah, this Merry can't Christmas, miss. Shut up. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, hell yeah. You come out here expecting Sable, the kid comes out here. You kick the kid out of the ring. You shouldn't have done it. You know what I'm saying? I expected Sable, Mr. Austin. I don't give a damn who you expected, son. You don't kick the kid out of the ring. He said you wasn't the real Santa. I am the real Santa. So you're the real Santa? Yes, I'm the real Santa. Are you the real Santa or are you just a fat piece of trash? I'm a little round. All right, then, if you're the real Santa, hell, a few years ago, when Stone Cold was about six years old and he'd been a good little SOB all year. That's true. That's true. When I was six years old, if you're the real Santa, what the hell did I ask for? Well, Santa's got to think about that for a minute, Mr. Austin. Speak um, up, son. I can't hear you. Santa has to think about that, Mr. Austin. It's been a long time ago. But let me think. I know I've got it. It's in my mind. Um, There's a lot of cocktails. I think it was a Bobby doll and Tiddlywinks. Yes, that's what it was, Mr. Austin. That's Barbie what you want. You want a Bobby doll and Tiddlywinks. There wasn't no Barbie doll, and I can tell you what to do with every little one of you little Tiddlywinks. That wasn't very nice, Mr. Austin. Let me take a little Santa. survey here. Shut up. Let me take a little survey here, son. You're damn sure fat enough to be Santa. You got your little rosy cheeks. I really don't know what to think. Stand up, son. Let me take a good look at you. Am I the real Santa Claus, everyone? Am I the real Santa Claus? Kid, you say he's the real Santa Claus or not? He's not the Santa Claus. If he's not the real Santa Claus, give me a hell no. Not looking good for uh, Chris Kringle there. Santa, straight from the bottom of Stone Cold's heart, I got a little Christmas present for you myself. Oh! It was, uh, well, it doesn't say on here. Maybe I can Google it real quick. Well, I am too lazy to look it up, but. I believe you're right, though. It does sound pretty close to him. So there you go. And even though, you know, you, it kind of is out of Stone Cold's character to stand up for kids, you know. Because that's more of a John Cena, you know, a pure white meat baby face would stand up. Oh, yeah. At the same time, though, 
you're assaulting Santa Claus and getting cheered for it. So it sort of is <laughs> a cool thing. That's true. Only Stone Cold, I mean, JR even mentions it. Only Stone Cold could get a pop like that for beating up Santa Claus. Well, yeah, and I love how uh, Jim Cornette adds on to it that he could even be elected mayor of this town for doing so. Yeah. Because that's just, that was funny to me. Oh, and after stunning Santa, that's not enough. He gets a top rope elbow and then chucks Santa out of the ring to another huge reaction. We cut back to this episode of Raw where DX is arguing in the locker room about the European title match. They're arguing about the European title match. We get, oh man, those classic attitude promos where the wrestlers talk about how real they are. You think think this is fake? Fuck you. And I, try lacing my boots. Yeah, I, I like all of them except Ahmed because Ahmed leads the promo, and all the other ones give their credentials. Like Rocky's, like, oh, I was a national champion, and uh, Farouk is like, oh, I was an all-American football player. Stone Cold, I broke my neck in the ring. Ahmed doesn't say shit, like to qualify why he's real. He just. They really wanted to push that Ahmed was a true badass. Yeah, but don't. But they didn't give him anything to say. Yeah. Other than just to start the promo. Yeah. Yeah, they had high hopes for Ahmed. What a failure! What a. They yeah, that one, that one goes in the uh, the notebook of uh, the XFL because that one didn't end too well. The Nation of Domination is out. This is the Farouk-led nation with Rock, D'Lo, and Godfather. The Rock is the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, but he doesn't bring out the belt. And you know why? Because... It's floating in the bottom of a river. Allegedly. No, because the crowd hadn't seen that episode of Raw. Because he would get a new belt. Yeah. They would give him a new belt. Stone Cold had to relinquish the belt, right? Because right. he was injured. Right. Or something like that. I don't remember, but I think that's the reason he didn't come out with the belt. because they hadn't seen that episode. But it was a good idea for them to tape that segment of Austin throwing the belt in the river. So that way at home, we know that's why we think he doesn't have the belt. And the crowd there doesn't think he has the belt because he's not the Intercontinental. They don't know he's the Intercontinental Champion. Right. He's taking on The Undertaker. The Rock jumps Taker while he's distracted by D'Lo. Taker quickly hits Rock with a clothesline. We're told the New Age Outlaws are searching for mankind in the bowels of the building. Taker does some shoulder thrusts and then goes for old school. Paul Bear, though, distracts Taker and Godfather low blows him off his top rope. They go to a commercial break and the nation still have the advantage on Taker behind the ref's back. A scoop slam to Undertaker, and then the people's elbow to the Undertaker. Only gets a two count. Rock goes for an Ionian nerve grip, which goes magna. But Taker powers up and out of it. Rock low blows Taker as Hebner is distracted by the nation. I got a question. Yeah. If you're a dead man, does it... Right, that low mean, blows. Well, yeah. no, I'm just saying, does a nerve grip actually work? Because your nerves don't work if you're dead. And why would a low blow affect you? That's true. You can't feel your dick anyway. That's true. <laughs> so two two big uh, plot holes in The Undertaker. The Rock's approach to fighting The Undertaker here. 
Taker catches Rock with a leg drop to the back of his neck. Ouch. Taker is distracted by D'Lo. Taker is again distracted by D'Lo, but still catches Rock in a choke slam. Picks Rock up for a tombstone, nails it, but the light goes out and Kane's music hits. Paul Bearer runs down The Undertaker on the microphone as Kane watches on. He says The Undertaker's parents are spending the holidays with maggots and worms. That's so, see, that's so wrong. Undertaker, of course this is when Undertaker, I'm not going to fight you. I won't fight my flesh and blood. So Kane beats the shit out of him, stomps him down, stomps a mud hole in him. For a second, though, he he braces his hand up and he, he stops him. And so we're thinking, all right, he's going to fight back. No, didn't. He gets beat down and then Kane leaves. Up next, it's a European title match in the War Zone. The War Zone intro plays, DX music hits, and China comes out with both belts. Then Sean comes out wearing his gear with a hat on for some reason. Triple H is out next, but before he can make it to the ring, Owen Hart tackles him and gets in some ground and pound and then runs away. Yeah. Slaughter smiles at DX as they complain about the sneak attack. JR says, despite this, the match is still on. Yeah. That was, the bell never rang. We need a match. It's got to happen. That's the deal. Cornette is now the uh, co-announcer with JR as I guess King was taking a break for the month of December. They show the Mankind promo from earlier. The New Age Outlaws are still in the bowels of the building looking for Mankind. They beat some random guy who was just stalking uh, the stock room. They beat his ass. They just jump him and just start beating the hell out of him. Then all of a sudden they flip the lights on and they're like, uh... Shit, that's not him. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and they run away. Mark Marrow is out to take on Scott Taylor or Scotty Too Hotty, as he would later be known. You know hell froze over when Mark Marrow is going after Rock and Undertaker. Weird, yeah, weird stacking of the show. That's just kind of a. But you need a you need some matches, some piss break matches between the two main events. So because they didn't have uh, divas matches then. Marrow is drowned out by Sable Chance. They don't want Marrow. They want Sable. So Marrow, he says, okay, sure, I'll bring out Sable. And he brings out a giant reindeer costume. Yeah. She is in heels and a giant reindeer costume. She gets in the ring. She uh, she walks around and waves, and then she disrobes Marrow. And uh, Marrow says that she has a nice rack, talking about the antlers, and kicks her out of the ring. And he also laughs at her red nose, as this is not just a reindeer suit, but a Rudolph suit. Yes. She has a bright red nose that blinks. As the match starts, Sable takes off her Rudolph head to the crowd's delight, so she's somewhat disrobing. Scott takes the fight to Marrow and hits a top turnbuckle clothesline. Marrow scolds Sable for just standing around and taking her reindeer head off. So Taylor rolls up Marrow for an earfall. But... Then Marrow hits the TKO, which looks like shit. Hits it on Scotty Too Hotty and wins the match. But then Tom Brandy, Salvatore Sincere from the New Gen era, comes out and beats down Marrow. He drop kicks Marrow out of the ring and goes after him, and that allows Sable to slide out of her reindeer costume and show off her Mrs. Claus outfit and wave to the crowd. Do you think that's what Mrs. Claus looks like? I would so, imagine. If so, then Santa 
is really a lucky man. Well, I mean, if you... You would marry him for all the benefits of being married to Santa because you have all the elves to make everything. You have... You pretty much have anything you want. He only works one day a year. Yeah. Uh, Your house and everything is paid for. I mean... You don't really have any responsibilities. I mean, Mrs. Claus never has to do anything. Nope. She can just live in luxury. And she can probably fuck the elves on the side if she wants to. She wishes us a Merry Christmas. Oh, thanks, Sable. We have a pre-tape with Hunter who's chatting with China, who still hasn't spoken yet. This is when Sable... Not Sable. This is when China had still not revealed her voice, so she would whisper. She whispers into Triple H's ears... And he would say, what? No, I know what I'm talking about. He's got his lucky shirt on. Yeah, his China shirt. And he's going to teach Sean a lesson. Eight ball of eight ball and chains. DOA is alive and well here. Going to take on Kurgan with the jackal, Don Callis, who is going to call Wrestle Kingdom 12. Is he really? Yeah, he's the New Japan announcer. He just called the uh, tag tournament over the weekend. Really? Last weekend. Jackal, as he comes to the ring, puts a sticker on some girl's head after whispering in her ear. He probably whispered in her ear, can I put a sticker on your head? (laughs) And she said, okay. Jackal says Kurgan is the Alpha and the Omega, so I guess he was foreshadowing Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega's feud at Wrestle Kingdom. Alpha versus Omega. Jackal distracts 8-Ball, so 8-Ball goes after him. Kurgan, though... Quickly wins with a sidewalk slam to 8-Ball. Yeah. 8-Ball attacks Kurgan, then the Truth Commission come out with your boy B-squared. And then Skull comes out with a 2x4. And Skull with a 2x4 is enough to chase off the entire Truth Commission. The Truth Commission which would morph into the oddities within the coming year. The New Age Outlaws are still looking for mankind. This time they don't find anything. Nope. The WWF Rewind is brought to you by 1-800-COLLECT, and the Rewind goes all the way back to earlier tonight when Kane beat down Undertaker. So all of 15 minutes ago. The Nation is out this time without The Rock, and then Ken Shamrock comes out, and JR mentions that Frank Shamrock won the inaugural UFC middleweight title on Saturday, so congrats to him. Shamrock lands some kicks to D'Lo, who is taking him on. He lands some kicks to his shin, then leg laces D'Lo and puts him in a knee bar, but D'Lo gets to the ropes. D'Lo fires up but gets hit with a fireman's carry suplex, a giant belly-to-belly, and an ankle lock, and D'Lo taps out immediately. And then The Rock comes out to chastise Shamrock. And as great of a talker as The Rock is, this was not a good promo. The Rock stumbles through this promo. Someone touches The Rock midway through the promo, and he says, Don't, don't ever touch The Rock, which I thought was funny. But I'll include the entire promo here so you can listen to how shaky uh, The Rock was. He challenges Shamrock to a match at the Rumble for the Intercontinental title. The Rock has one question for Shamrock. What do you think The Rock's question would be? Perhaps, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Yeah. Nope. It was, do you have the guts? Yeah. Shamrock doesn't get to answer. But I assume he accepts the challenge. Comma, D-Lo, fruit. Let's go. Let's go. You know something, Ken Shamrock? You damn sure are lucky with the last name Shamrock because, Kenny, at the snap of my fingers, the nation can get in that ring and chew you up. (laughs) 
Oh, The Rock's pretty bold right now. He's got some But backup. you know what, hey, The Rock's a compassionate man. The Rock's a very giving man. As a matter of fact, just on a side note real quick, I know a lot of The Rock's fans like to know how The Rock exactly feels about the golf crisis. What? What? Well, actually, the, it's a very emotional subject for The Rock, and The Rock feels this way. It's a, well, then again, that doesn't really matter. I'll get back to that some other day. The golf crisis really isn't that important. But what is important... Follow the example of your head and come to the point. Everybody calls you the world's most dangerous man. And for good reason. He's earned it. And sure, yeah, you're the king of the UFC. Well, everybody knows the UFC ain't nothing but has-beens and never was. Just like yourself. So, again, The Rock's a compassionate man. So during the holiday season, the Rock has got a special Christmas gift given to you. And that is a special challenge from The Rock, don't ever touch me, from The Rock to Ken Shamrock. And that is to face me one-on-one -on -one at the Royal Rumble 1998. What? What? <laughs> hey, it's so pretty confident, that, Rock. You also got another special little gift from The Rock. So not only are you gonna face The Rock, but The Rock is gonna put his undisputed intercontinental title on the line. Yuck! What a matchup! Huh. What is he so thinking? So The Rock and the rest of his fans ponder your response, I've got one question for you. Do you have the guts? Comadillo. I don't think Bruce. there's any doubt about that Come answer. On. Does Shamrock have Thank the guts to much. go for a championship? In about one second, he does. Sean is backstage with China. Sean and Triple H are going to make sure they mention they're wearing their lucky China shirts. Yeah. Road Dog and Billy are in the storage area of the building, and they finally find Mankind, who beats the shit out of them. And as he does it... Have you it, ever took an ass-whipping? Okay. Have you just ever been beat down before? No. Never? Really? No. I've took plenty of ass-whipping. And so, as I'm taking an ass-whipping, the one thing that really pisses you off is somebody who's talking shit to you the whole time. Like, that just adds to the... That's insult to injury, you know? But I've never had someone sing... A Christmas carol to me while they're beating <laughs> the shit out of me. I loved it. It's perfect for Mick Foley. Probably loved this. He loves Christmas. He does. And so 
This was an awesome spot. He beats the shit out of them until they get the upper hand. Yeah. Throw them in a freezer and I presume kill mankind as yeah, they, they lock the door. They lock the door. So he freezes yeah. to death. He would later reemerge as Cactus Jack, and this would be the Cactus Jack Chainsaw Charlie feud starting up for the dumpster match at WrestleMania 14. You know, that's actually a really good match. I don't think nah, it gets enough credit. I don't think so. The artist formerly known as Gold Dust wears a Christmas tree to the ring. He does. Luna introduces Gold Dust and hands a book to Gold Dust, who reads, "'Twas the night before Christmas." When all through this house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And then another Santa comes out. Two Santas tonight. Yeah, Santa and is waving and smiling and passing out candy. candy canes and and really Gold Dust is having a problem with this as he's trying to read. He keeps getting distracted. And he's like, "Get the hell out of here!" Unbeknownst to the artist formerly known as Gold Dust, Santa sneaks up behind him and smacks the shit out of him in the back of the head with his giant bag of goodies. Then it turns out Santa was Vader, which is a perfect role for Vader because he does look like Santa. <laughs> Except he doesn't have a beard. But So it's Santa Vader, so that's, I guess, what we have to look for. The artist versus the Vader coming soon to a ring near you. They plug the main event in the Royal Rumble, and it's time to try this DX versus DX match once again. China is out first again, but this time Hunter comes out first. Yeah. And then Sean comes out. Cornette says, this thing may go a long time. We better call up USA and get some extra time for Raw tonight. I believe they did so, too. They refuse to tie up at first. They both go to China and ask for advice. She whispers some advice to them. Then they go in for a... Collar elbow tie-up. Which Sean flatbacks they, they from. They lock up and Sean just, I mean, Triple H muscles him down to flatbacks him. Just makes him, you know, makes him fall. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's insane. But then out of nowhere, you're thinking, all right, he's going to jump for a knee drop or something like that. So Triple H runs and he hits the ropes and he just keeps running. He runs the ropes several times. And running. And running. <laughs> And running till he finally runs out of steam and decides to do an ultimate warrior splash. One, the lightest one you'd ever seen. One, two, three. We have a brand new coveted European champion, Triple H. Slaughter walks out to the entryway. Sean grabs the mic and starts crying. This is a very emotional moment for him. He says this match was physically and emotionally draining. And then he hugs Triple H. Triple H grabs the microphone and says, Other than the birth of my child, which I don't have any kids yet, that he knows about, this is the greatest moment of his life. Then Sean crotch chops Slaughter and says they made an ass out of him. And Slaughter, without a microphone, just says to the camera, Triple H, you'll be defending the European title against Owen Hart. And smiles and nods. And that is how we end the December 22nd, 1997 edition of Christmas Time Raw. A very entertaining show. It is very entertaining. And a very quick show. Back when Raw was two hours, the good old days. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It's easy to get through. Oh, it's an easy watch. You'll enjoy You can watch it a hundred times over and you still sit back and laugh because it's just very well put together. Yeah, and typically. 
in December, this company just doesn't do much. You know, none of it really matters because Rumble kickstarts WrestleMania season. So. Except for this year. So, Well, we're recording this on the 17th. They have a SmackDown pay-per-view tonight that I will not be watching. So. You're not going to watch? No, I, okay. I don't care. Well, fans, I will be watching Night of Champions. Your pick between AJ Styles and Nakamura quickly. AJ. I mean, not, not Nakamura. Gender. AJ and gender. AJ. Yeah, I, I would definitely say AJ, considering when they went to India, gender lost clean to Triple H in India. This whole thing they was killed based... his career. They, it killed his gimmick. It killed his career. I just think they're done. They're, they're done. They've, they've checked out. He had his run. It's done. It's over with. He is now back to seeing three-man band in his very near future. Yes. This episode of Raw, I'm not going to say the matches were great, but they were quick. They set up angles that would, you know, play out. Yeah. As far as just an entertaining watch, where if if you don't care about wrestling and you just want entertainment. You want a Christmas entertaining television show. Yeah, where you can check out of all the serious storylines and... You know, you don't have to worry about Steve Austin being like crucified or anything or any any kind of craziness going on. This was just a nice, relaxing, yeah. easy watch where they also devalued the European title entirely. That's my only complaint, though. Yeah. I mean, not that it had a lot of. I mean, after the Bulldog Owen match to award that title, it just meant nothing afterwards. Yeah, I got a question. We're all talking about we Grand Slam champions, Grand Slam champions. Everybody now is a fucking Grand Slam champion. There's no European title anymore. So you're not a Grand Slam champion. Because the original Grand Slam champion, to, to do so, you had to win tag, European, IC, and the world. Yeah. Well, shit, now I can win a tag and IC in the fucking world title and be Grand Slam champion. Oh, my gosh. Now that list is... The entire well, there's roster. so many more belts to win. Yeah. There's so many more belts to win, and also the Intercontinental and U.S. belts are on the same level. Right. You know, they're interchangeable, just like the Universal and the WWE title are interchangeable. Right. There's not a belt below that. There's not... Between TAG and U.S. and Intercontinental, there's not that, that other belt Where there. you had like a hardcore title or you had a European title, you don't have that now. I wouldn't even put the hardcore title in there. I just think that there's not there's not a low mid-card title. There's only both the mid-card titles they have have the same equal weight. Yeah. And so you're missing that. You're missing the step between tag and U.S. or Intercontinental Champion. Unfortunately, me being a, a United, you know, me being a an NWA guy, the United States title means more, in my opinion, than the IC title. But that's just because I'm biased. Well, but even WCW had like the TV title. Yeah. See, so you could win the TV title, cruiserweight title. Well, you couldn't qualify for the cruiserweight title. Disco then, did. God, multiple times. It seems like every pay-per-view we watch, he's in the Cruiserweight title match. But yet he goes on to win the TV title and the U.S. title. They had a hardcore title at one time. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, 
I'm a I'm one of those guys too. I just think that there's so many titles that now everybody can be a Grand Slam champ. It's yeah. not that special. It's anymore. not special anymore. Not that it was really that special. It was a major accomplishment back in the day. Though. Well, they definitely pushed it as one. Yeah. And so, and now it's just like, well, fuck, everybody can do it. Because everybody can win a title. Yeah. I mean, they count Charlotte as a Grand Slam champion, even though she had a Divas title that they just changed the name of. It turned into a women's title. So how does that count? She was the last Divas champion, the first women's champion. She's been a Raw SmackDown women's champion. And so... And an NXT champion. And NXT champion. So now they're saying she's the first women's Grand Grand Slam? Slam champion because now it's just four of title it doesn't matter but now what if you win the nxt women's title and you go on to win raw and smackdown women's titles you're a grand slam champion too you can't be because there's not a divas title <laughs> what the fuck nick we're gonna get women's tag team titles we had joked about this for a while you know couples tag team matches but yeah. facebook is starting this mixed match challenge with the wwe so now they're going to have a tournament in january where a male wrestler teams with a random female wrestler and they go through this tournament and it's only going to be on facebook but they i could definitely see belts coming from this and an so, intergender tag team title match or title belt yeah that'd be pretty badass you always want more titles. You no, never the intergender say... is cool because anybody who knows me knows the the whole thing with Kaufman and everything. I I just love that. Yeah, but that's so, different. That was a single title. Same fucking thing. But he was. Or, but here's the thing: Are they actually going to allow the men and women to wrestle? No, no. Oh well, then it's it's not even worth it. If if a man tags in, you have to stop and make the other man get into the ring because you can't have a man and a woman wrestling. That's ridiculous. That's it kills the momentum of the match. It kills spots. It's ridiculous. Well, anyway, Patrick, what are your final thoughts on Raw from December twenty second? Oh, it's awesome. It's great. Love it. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's good enough that WCW stole the idea. Yeah, finger poke of doom, definitely. Uh, this was this was executed better though, because at least uh, he did an Ultimate Warrior splash. I mean, and at least it was for the European title and not the world title. Right, they shit on a on a low tier belt instead yeah. of the world title. Imagine if it was for Sean's WWF title, and that's what they did. Just Triple H. I would, we would still be pissed off to this day. <laughs> but what if they made it right and the next week came back and we would still be pissed off to this day? Yeah, it would have been stupid. I uh, would have been mad. I was kind of pissed off when this happened. I was kind of like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. But I had no idea what was to come in WCW. This yeah. is nothing. No. So on our rating scale of Hornswoggle to Giant Gonzalez. By the way, Hornswoggle had a match with Macaulay Culkin. This week, so really, yes, they wrestled in a wrestling ring, Home Alone. I guess it's the holiday season, so Swoggle took on Macaulay Culkin. Who won this? I didn't check it out, but I'm quite curious. We need to find this out. I'm curious. I'm going to give this show this week a Kurgan. Kurgan, wow, that's a pretty that's pretty high praise for a show that didn't have. A lot of match quality in it, but 
I am going to give it a artist formerly known as Gold Dust dressed as a Christmas tree. So. so that's the Christmas star and everything on top. Yeah. So we're about even on the same scale then. Yeah, so a, a very good episode of Raw. It's definitely for this time of year, it's it's the one I would check out if yeah. you if you had to pick some kind of Christmassy themed yeah. wrestling show that you wanted to check out. But Patrick, that leads me to my pick for next week. And I guarantee you, you and I have not seen this show. If you have this if you have seen this show, you are more dedicated than I because I am pumped what what do we got well it'll be the last show that we tape before the new year so of course we need to see WWE New Year's Revolution 2005 you've seen this I've I bought every single New Year's Revolution that's bizarre yes I have and it's really very good so awesome well it is a it's the only pay-per-view they ever put on in Puerto Rico which is a huge wrestling territory uh, I'm surprised that they've never gone back. And after Hurricane Maria hit this year, they I think they should definitely go back next year when you know the infrastructure allows because the people down there are really struggling. I mean, it's been a terrible year for the people of Puerto Rico, and so uh, I, I think they should definitely go back sooner than later and put on a big show. Yeah. I mean they 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 got over fifteen thousand people in that in this coliseum. It was like a. a huge crowd to see wrestling and they love wrestling that this company always wants to get into the i remember i remember buying this pay-per-view and watching it because i was curious i uh i had seen quality i i wasn't high up on the quality of uh of pay-per-views or you know smackdown raws coming from the uk and so I was wondering, like an overseas pay-per-view itself, how is this going to? So yes, I actually did order this pay-per-view, and I was because I was curious more about the location than I was about the the card. And so uh, this is unfortunately though the brand split era. So this is a raw only pay-per-view yes. that we have to deal with. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really interested to check it out and. I was tempted to pick the Raw where they put Big Show as the New Year's baby, but I skipped that one for <laughs> us. And uh, so we'll check out New Year's Revolution 2005, the year I graduated high school. So I damn def- you're old. I definitely didn't watch this. You're this old. Was, I was Shit. checked out of the business then. So all right, no, Patrick. Yeah, I was not doing. Oh, this is when I. This is right around when I kick-started you back into the business. 2004 was when we started hanging out. There you no, go. No, it wasn't 2004. You always get this wrong. I didn't work at the... You can't work at the warehouse till you're 18, so I started... I worked there before I was 18, so... You did? Yeah. How old were you? 16. Oh, okay. It was... I, yeah. This I, is three. I didn't start until I graduated high school. There, this is three so. years. This is three years before I graduated, and 2005, I believe, is when we actually started hanging out. It really. would have been, yeah, it would have been summer. Or uh, no, you weren't there the first year I worked there. No. So it was 2006. 2006. Yeah. There you go. We have narrowed down when we started when we became friends. 2006. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, I worked there the summer of 2005, and then came back in 06, and then you happened to be there. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Who's a scrub? Yeah, who's this douchebag? Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this week. I'm intern Alex. I am the one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. Saying, as always, my closing line's a clothesline.
Bingo bango. Just wait a minute. What the? What is, why is Michael just lying there? Well, why are Helmsley slow down and stop? Oh. What is it? It's a mockery. We thought that. Oh. I got to Yeah, here it is. It was a ruse, a ploy, a plot, a plan, a charade, a conspiracy, a sham. We've been conned, hoodwinked, bamboozled, flimflammed, and the wool pulled over our eyes even. Slaughter apparently has been watching this on a monitor. We've just been informed and is on his way to the ring. Helmsley with the European title. Look at, look at. We thought it was going to be Slaughter's revenge. Look at these two jackasses. Hey, yeah, Michael cries every time he comes to this town. I can't believe this. We thought we were going to see the destruction of D-Generation X. Here comes Slaughter. Helmsley looks like he needs oxygen. Slaughter, standing there with egg on his face, eggnog or whatever. <laughs> well, he's good at crying on cue. It's a wonderful life. Isn't it? Ask George Bailey, not Shawn Michaels. <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> well, say it already. They did it. It's, you got to hand it to them. It's not easy. They pulled thing. the wool right over our eyes. He's defeated for the covenant. <laughs> They've done it again. <sighs> Is anybody out there as sick as I am of seeing the sport made a mockery out of by these guys? I've been in ladder matches. I've been in cell matches. I've been in marathon matches, but... They got us. Never has any any match been so emotionally, physically, and mentally draining as this one. He's lost He's lost his file. What has Slaughter got to be thinking about this? We've been duped. Slaughter. Slaughter made up. I'd just like to say one thing that other than my kid being born, I don't have one that I know of, but this is the greatest moment of my life. Besides, I did it! I did it! Well, we we all thought Slaughter had everything planned, was gonna... And they didn't need any help from us, Sarge. But we made an ass out of you anyway. They did. Merry Christmas. You gotta admit it. They did it. Ah! Merry Christmas, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, now Europe has a champion that they can really be... Next week, you'll be defending your team. Did you hear that? Merry Christmas. Slaughter just said that next week, Hensley will be defending the European title against Owen Hart. Holy mackerel! And, you mean, and Hensley doesn't know it! Hensley, he couldn't hear Slaughter! Ha ha! Slaughter did get the last word. It is going to be a great Christmas. It's going to happen next week in the Nassau 